Let's go. If I know what I want, then I know what I get. If I go, they can win, cause they know I get lit. I'm a pro, not a myth. And my flow got some wit. Never slow, drink a fit. I get hype, I get lit. Here I go, I get lit. Here I go, I get lit. Here I go, I get lit. I get hype for this shit. Here I go, I get lit. Here I go, I get lit. Here I go, I get lit. I get hype for this shit. gentlemen as you can tell by my eyes i'm like exhausted and you might wonder why on this sunday i'm exhausted and it's because and we're going to get into it right now it's because wwe just put on probably one of if not the best pay-per-view of the entire pandemic era and we're going to talk about it all right now so much happened tonight uh, even things I didn't expect to happen, good things and some bad, but we're all going to get, we're going to talk about that right now. Welcome to the angle podcast, full review and results show for WWE WrestleMania backlash, a show that just went off the air minutes ago. There's so much to talk about right now, and we're going to jump into that. Now, if you haven't already, please like, and subscribe down below to stay up to date with all the angles activity right here on YouTube. We are nearing 500 subscribers so that is only done with your help only done with your support so please please like and subscribe down below now this night i said on the prediction show earlier today there were some matches that uh were gonna be kind of uh transition matches passover matches regardless of what i thought what they were was completely different this entire show from start to finish was actually pretty decent despite uh, the zombie attack that we had midway through, and we're going to get into it in a little while. The first match of the night that took place, the triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. We saw Rhea Ripley successfully defend her championship against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Now, I said on the prediction show earlier today that Charlotte Flair being added to this match is a bonus because she creates the moment. She creates those wow uh, spots, those uh, highlight reels that you get to replay over and over again. She made her way out with, by the way, let me let me just reference here. She had a Cruella DeVille-inspired uh, gear tonight. Um, at least that's what I thought. Someone said it looked like a cow, but I don't know why she would wear a cow gear. I don't know. And Cruella, uh, the movie with Emma Stone is coming out this summer. So it honestly just made sense to go with Cruella DeVille, which I think is what exactly it was. Um, kind of going along the lines of Sonya DeVille, um, not sure if that was the point, but it definitely works very well uh, along those lines. So yes, 
Rhea Ripley successfully defended her Raw Women's Championship against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Match, uh, opening match of the night. And it was a great match. It was a great triple threat match. We know that Rhea Ripley does not have the best chemistry with Asuka, which is kind of why I think they added Charlotte Flair to this match. She was the only one really available to be added to this match. Uh, and and she brought some great moments. She did uh, her, her patented moonsault off the top rope to the outside. She did some wonderful spots in the ring. And honestly, she brought something to this match that wouldn't have had uh, wouldn't have happened if she wasn't there. So all those fans who are hating on Charlotte Flair, yes, I understand. You don't want to see her as the champion. I don't want to see her as the champion right now because there are so many uh, available women and so many women who are uh, um, who should have that spot right now opposed to Charlotte Flair just continuing to uh, rack up uh, title wins in her career. So Rhea Ripley doing an awesome job defending successfully her title tonight. Pinning Asuka uh, while Charlotte Flair was knocked out to the outside. Um, but it was a great triple threat match. It was a great women's championship match. And it was a great way to open the show. I think going forward, we may see... I think this is kind of Asuka's exit out of the title picture. Which is completely fine. Uh, because she's been in it ever since... Ba uh, Bailey. Ever since uh, Becky Lynch uh, announced she was pregnant. Which is a little over a year ago to the date. I think last week was like a year to that show uh, a year ago. So uh, Asuka's been doing so much just being in the title picture over the last year. Uh, unfortunately, not having the best luck doing so uh, just because of circumstance and WWE booking. We know this. She is one of the best female wrestlers on the roster, hands down today, not really being put into the best storylines. And overall, it's just WWE bad booking, something we're already used to. Um, but I think going forward, we may see a Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley uh, storyline. Um, we don't know. I, there was nothing really, uh, no seeds were planted after this match. Uh, well, actually, kind of, because last year at WrestleMania, Charlotte Flair defeated Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. And from that moment on, there was no other one-on-one -on -one match between the two always being put into triple threat matches. We saw In Your House, uh, Takeover In Your House last year, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai, which is where Io Shirai became the NXT Women's Champion. So Rhea and Charlotte really never having that one-on-one -on -one exchange other than WrestleMania, not really giving Rhea the chance to uh, come back or get or, or get you know some sort of rematch. So I think uh, from what we saw tonight, Rhea Ripley pinning Asuka, exiting her out of the title picture, now opens the door to Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. And maybe we get that one-on-one -on -one match, and maybe that's where we see Rhea Ripley finally get a win over Charlotte. And I think getting a win over Charlotte when the world, when the Raw Women's Championship is on the line will solidify her as, one, a legitimate Raw Women's Champion, but two, as a dominant and future face of the women's division. So tonight... First match of the night, Rhea Ripley getting a huge uh, victory over Asuka and Charlotte. A lot of things to look forward to going uh, forward in the Raw Women's Division. Um, we don't know what's next to come, but from what I just uh, kind of talked about, that could be a direction that they decide to go. Now the next match on the card, let's see here we had, what did we have? We had the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. It was uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defending those titles against... Father and son duo uh, of Dominic Mysterio 
and Rey Mysterio. Uh, I want to see something here with the chat. If you are in the chat, let me know. Or if you're if you're watching right now, let me know in the chat that you're here, so I can say, hey, I know. I see Connor said, uh, who won, Roman or Cesaro? Uh, I'm gonna get into that in a little while. But if you are just tuning in, uh, and you didn't get a chance to watch the pay per view, um, we still have. Uh, let me just say this: Roman Reigns is still your Universal Heavyweight Champion. Uh, and I see John Green wrote back. Unfortunately, Reigns will. Uh, I don't know if it's unfortunate, but um, I definitely, definitely think it was probably one of the best matches, if not the best match of the entire night. But we're going to talk about that in a little while. Um, I do want to talk about what we had uh, happen earlier in the night, which was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, the Dirty Dogs, defending those titles against father and son duo Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Now, this match um, kind of was one of those... Uh, typical underdog story matches, typical Rey Mysterio matches. Uh, Dominic Mysterio was uh, attacked earlier in the night by the Dirty Dogs backstage. Rey Mysterio came out, started the match on his own, uh, pretty much performed half the match on his own until Dominic made the save, you know, holding his ribs, obviously, from the backstage attack, um, and ultimately getting the win for his team. And this was a crazy... To me, this was, this was really cool to see Dominic... Uh, Mysterio get the win or get the pin, uh, the pinfall here, um, because one he has only been in WWE for uh, really performing on at the on in WWE for a few months now, um, finally getting a legitimate break in WWE. Uh, two, I think this is the fastest that any superstar has ever debuted and then like won a title, and I, we have to fact check that because Dominic Mysterio. I don't even think it's been a full year since he's perf been performing in WWE. So that's a really cool stat to figure out, too. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever won a championship this quickly in uh, in their professional wrestling career, in WWE career. Um, but what was cool about this match was the little details, like the frog splash at the end that Dominic performed uh, to get the win, paying homage to the late, great Eddie Guerrero, uh, as I said on the pre-show earlier today, the prediction and preview show, um, Eddie Guerrero being one of, first off, one of the best wrestlers to ever live, one of my top three wrestlers of all time, uh, really bringing in Dominic Mysterio years ago, early 2005, 2006 time, um, and feuding with Rey Mysterio over the custody of Dominic, um, and now, you know, so many years later, Dominic and Rey Mysterio being uh, father and son duo. But that was just one thing in itself that, you know, they were teaming and that Dominic was in WWE. But now they uh, won the tag team championship. Yes, if you're just tuning in, Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, the first ever father and son tag team, uh, is now the first ever father and son tag team champions in all of WWE history, which is a really, really cool thing. And they did it by... Uh, Dominic Mysterio getting the win from a, fro uh, a frog splash off the top, um, paying homage to Eddie Guerrero, who I just said was had a huge influence on Dominic's life, was one of Ray's best friends. Uh, it was pretty much like Uncle Uncle uh, Eddie to Dominic. Um, so really, really cool to see all that play out. And I tweeted on tweeted out earlier in the night, uh, like two pictures. It was like uh, a picture of Ray Mysterio and Dominic like doing a headbutt thing, and then. Uh, 
showing them winning the tag team titles tonight, and it said like how it started and how it's going because I know that's a, always a trend going on on social media, uh, and that was pretty cool to see. Uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Excellent move, in, in my opinion. I predicted this on the pre-show, and you know a lot of people were saying, I wish they would have had that at WrestleMania. Um, but regardless of that, it happened tonight. It happened at WrestleMania Backlash. I think that Bobby Roode, uh, Robert Roode and uh, Dolph Ziggler did an excellent job executing everything they needed to do in that match, and I think that this feud is going to continue Going to get a rematch maybe on SmackDown, maybe at the next pay-per-view, which, by the way, June 20th is WWE Hell in a Cell. Yes, the typical pay-per-view that's normally in uh, you know the fall, I guess you can say fall time, autumn time, whatever you want to call it, uh, usually around September, October time, is now in June. June 20th, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Not really sure what's going to happen now because typically what the matches you see in the Hell in a Cell are matches We've already had previously, and now it's like the rubber match, the last of the feud in the cell to uh, ultimately end the feuds. We're really ending all the feuds right now with WrestleMania Backlash. Maybe it's going to be weird to see new feuds take place in Hell in a Cell. And it honestly does feel like Hell in a Cell, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view was just very like a short time ago. Like I feel like it was just then when... Sasha Banks beat Bailey for the SmackDown champion Women's Championship, and when uh, the whole thing with Jimmy or Jay Uso and Roman Reigns took place in the Hell in a Cell, the I Quit match feels like yesterday. Um, but it's pretty cool that we're going to see that happen again, um, and I'm excited all for Hell in a Cell. But really, really ecstatic uh, for Dominic and Rey Mysterio becoming the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. A huge, huge victory for Dominic to get a, a title victory this early on in his career. A huge victory for Rey Mysterio. Uh, tying his whole career together now, um, being a, a tag team champion with his son, something that nobody's ever done before in the history of WWE. Uh, and I'm surprised Vince McMahon didn't do that with Shane um, years ago. But well, there is still time they could still do it. But they won't. Ever, they won't be the first ever. Dominic and Rey Mysterio becoming your new SmackDown tag team champions with a beautiful touch at the end, paying tribute to the late great. Eddie Guerrero. And with that being said, Viva La Raza. Let's go on to the next match that took place on this card. And my God, was it something else? We knew that da uh, uh, Damian Priest versus The Miz would be the match that really just nobody... Mm, why is it happening kind of match? It's been happening uh, ever since Damian Priest debuted on the main roster, which was in January... Uh, right after the Royal Rumble, um, we are in June now, or we're in May now. Can't even get the month right. We are in May. We are five months uh, into the year, still going with the same feud with Damian Priest since his debut. Um, and I hope I hope this was the ending to that feud, um, and we go into the Miz and John Morrison feud, like I said on the preview show, the prediction show earlier today. Uh, but Damian Priest, um, this match would have been okay the way it was. Uh, but because you know Dave Batista sponsored the entire show tonight, I'm I'm just I'm being sarcastic because we opened up with an intro video that was narrated by Batista. We saw all this promotion for his new movie coming out. I mean, literally every match had promotion from this movie, this new Netflix movie. And honestly, what is it, Army of the Dead or something like that? I don't know what it is. Something like that, some zombie thing with Dave Batista coming out this summer. Uh, was literally sponsoring the. It was all over the pay per view. I mean, there was a point where uh, they showed Pat McAfee and Michael Cole doing commentary, 
and behind them it said like Army of the Dead, and then behind that on the virtual Thunderdome we had virtual zombies like lined up. It, it was just it was like it was it was a night tonight with with the whole Army of the Dead thing. But besides the point, Dave Batista, uh, <laughs> literally like sponsoring the whole show tonight was uh was pretty crazy and it kind of led to this match which was the lumberjack match and when Damian Priest said something about aliens and zombies nobody knew what the hell he was talking about but tonight we found out and uh a lot of people not liking it a lot of people actually liking it and uh my highlight of the match was when Corey Graves said no we're not rebooting uh ECW and that wasn't a knock to ECW uh, it was a reference to, if you remember back in the day, or it feels like back in the day, in 2006 or whenever they ate, whenever they did their ECW reboot, uh, it was a, a superstar named The Zombie, and he came out like this whole like zombie thing, and it was it was a mess. It was it was horrible. Like <laughs> if you can imagine like something worse than Raw, that was it. Um, and that was the reference to that because it was zombies filled around the ring. Uh, and I don't know if they were supposed to look like superstars or not, but there was one that looked like a zombie honky tonk man. I don't know if you ever, anybody saw it, it look like an Elvis type s character, and it was pretty wild to see. And the makeup and all the stuff was done very very well. Um, if they were going for if this was Halloween time and you know they were doing a whole zombie thing, ten out of ten. Uh, did it need to happen for this match? Probably not. Did it need to happen at the pay per view at all? Not at all. But if they were going to do it for a match. This was the match to do it, despite Damian Priest and being the Miz. Um, I wasn't necessarily a fan of the whole zombie thing because, I mean, like WWE said, came out. There was some report saying that uh, the blood and WWE said the blood and guts hell uh, pay per view or whatever the the event, whatever you want to call it, the blood and guts event, pushed the business back thirty years. And then this week they come out with this crap of zombies surrounding the ring doing a lumberjack match um with the feud that's been going on for five months so i'm not really sure the logic here but i guess uh that's something that we'll never understand with wwe and we just have to let it go and then after the whole match happened i saw all the all the praise and all the negative comments on social media and i'm thinking to myself you know what it's very easy to pick at this match and very easy to say the zombie thing sucked the whole thing sucked this is horrible and now i'm turning it off um i know dave lagreca said that too and i think he said he turned off the tv um but i don't want to be like everybody else in the iwc i don't want to be like all the other podcasters i don't want to be like all the other influencers in pro wrestling i try to keep a positive mindset and i was really looking forward to some of these matches tonight and i said you know what this match may have not been what i wanted it to be uh, but the match itself was a good match. We saw John Morrison featured uh, getting some time in the match. Uh, ne not necessarily being in the match, but outside of the match fighting off the zombies. Um, and for me, honestly, just because I was in a positive mindset the whole night enjoying the show, whatever we had thus far, um, I kind of just laughed at it. It was kind of like, like a comedic thing. I didn't take it too seriously. I just uh, let it happen. And... Um, you know, it was promotion for Batista's movie, so I, I totally get why they added it. Um, it is what it is, you know? And, uh, you know, whatever happened after, it made up for it because the entire pay-per-view, like I said at the beginning of this show, um, the whole pay-per-view itself 
was one of the best, if not the best, pay-per-view of the whole pandemic era for WWE. So uh, Damian Priest getting a win over The Miz in a lumberjack match with all the zombies. I can I, I can deal with it because there's so much more to talk about that happened. Um, and that's not the focal point of the show. So with that being said, let's get on to the next match, which I believe was for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Another great match. Bailey doing an excellent job being one of the best heels in all of WWE. Um, Bianca Belair ultimately getting the win over Bailey, successfully retaining her SmackDown Women's Championship in a unique fashion. And it was very heel-esque of Bianca Belair, and I was really creative. She used her hair, she tied it around Bailey's legs, and rolled her up and held held her legs down, and Bailey got uh Bailey got pinned. Bailey got uh yeah, Be- Bianca got the upset on Bailey. Uh and it was a great match. Um, every match tonight was really good. Even, even, uh, the Damien Priest and Miz match. Like if you take out the zombies and all that, all that nonsense, like it was a good, all the matches were good. So I really had nothing to complain about, um, in any of these matches. Uh, Bianca Belair getting a huge win over Bailey. Um, now I don't know. I mean, because it was a roll up win, I can definitely see this feud going further into one more match. Maybe we see it take place at Hell in a Cell, which is the next pay-per-view. Um, or maybe we just see it take place on SmackDown because SmackDown has been doing this thing where they're taking uh, pay-per-view um, matches that should be on a pay-per-view and putting them on the show, which, I mean, I don't mind. I love it. I love seeing it. Like This upcoming Friday, we have a fatal four-way match for the United uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. Apollo Crews defends against Big E, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. A lot of people saying that should have been on the pay-per-view. I don't think so. I think it was perfect the way it was tonight. Uh and that match being on SmackDown gives everybody a reason to go watch SmackDown. I think Raw's booking or Raw's creative should uh, follow lead in this. And uh, yeah, I think that maybe we'll have a rematch for the, the SmackDown Women's Championship on SmackDown or on the pay-per-view. Whichever. I'm okay with it. Um, give us one more match uh, of Bailey and uh, Bianca Belair. And we're waiting for Sasha Banks to come back. So maybe that's maybe she gets added and we get a triple threat match at hell in a cell for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Who knows? There's so much uh, going on on SmackDown with so many different directions. It's very unpredictable. Some of it's predictable, but most of it's unpredictable. And I think that makes for great wrestling, makes for great TV, makes for great ratings. But ultimately, it makes us, the WWE Universe, the wrestling fans, makes us really happy. Uh, so I'm I'm okay with whatever direction they go. And plus, there's so many other women on SmackDown that could step up and challenge Bianca Belair if the story with Bayley is done after tonight. Now, if you're just tuning in, this is the Angle Podcast full review and results show for everything that happened uh, about, what, 20, 30 minutes ago now at WWE back, uh, WrestleMania Backlash. I'm your host, Joey Carney, and we are talking about all the matches, everything that happened uh, at WrestleMania Backlash. And before I go any further, I do want to cut uh, a little promo here for the Angle Podcast. Now, if you are a new to the Angle Podcast, if you are uh, a returning uh, supporter, follower, watcher, listener to the Angle Podcast, and you don't know where you can find more, let me go into that right now. Uh, the Angle Podcast is a wrestling podcast. It's not Kurt Angle's podcast. No, no, no. This is the Angle Podcast with Joey Carney. I have done this podcast uh, for over a year now, and there's many ways to get involved and many ways to listen. You can check uh, the Angle Podcast out on all streaming po- platforms where you listen or uh, where you uh, have all your audio 
uh, stuff that you listen to, any podcast platform. You can check me out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I think Stitcher. And there's so many other podcast platforms to listen to The Angle Podcast. Now, where you are watching right now, The Angle Podcast on YouTube. You can subscribe uh, down below. Even like this video if you want to help me out. Um, you can subscribe to the Angle Podcast YouTube channel. You can see that they're on the iPad. Uh, so many great interviews, like uh, interviews with Heath Slater, John Silver. I've interviewed Ken Shamrock, Rob Van Dam. Jazz will be on the show this upcoming Tuesday. I've interviewed Melina. I've interviewed so many other wrestling stars, not just WWE, not just former stars uh, like Ryback. And not just uh, AEW stars, like I said, John Silver. Also, Impact Wrestling stars. I just had the opportunity to talk with D'Lo Brown about Rebellion just a few short weeks ago. A lot of great wrestling names, great interviews on this channel. Alongside specials where I go over top five matches, top pay-per-views, belt reviews. All things pro wrestling can be found on the Angle Podcast YouTube channel. And I put my heart and soul into everything I do. You can see it through uh the uh the, the graphics everything is done by me everything is produced by me everything is written by me uh so if you can please like and subscribe down below get up to date with all the angles activity right here on YouTube and stay tuned for the interview with Jazz this Tuesday uh on all podcast streaming platforms and YouTube the visual you can watch it here on YouTube And if you want to get more in-depth and find out more information on The Angle Podcast, you can go to www.theangleradio.com. You can check out and about me as to who I am, what I do, why I'm doing this podcast, and where I plan to go with it. There's a blog on there as well. You can read all different – my thoughts on pro wrestling. Uh, You can read about all uh, some events that I've attended. I kind of give a a written – uh, visual form so you can kind of understand what the the environment was like things like that and overall just my thoughts on pro wrestling i give i, I write articles on backstage uh kind of backstage information on some interviews stuff you may not see on camera or here on the podcast um, i write about everything there anything pro wrestling related can be found there alongside um the channel episodes uh, all my all my guests have been on here, and even a shop where you can get merchandise, not specifically to the Angle Podcast, but if you're a pro wrestling fan, I'm sure there's something on the store that you would love to have, love to wear, love to rep. Uh, I know there's a new shirt on there that says Free Agent. There's a heel shirt. There's a baby face shirt. There's a lot of stuff that's all things pro wrestling, not necessarily Angle, and all goes uh, all that all the proceeds go to building this podcast to the best it can be so if you can please go on there find something that suits you best support the podcast and uh like and subscribe on youtube it's very easy to do everything is just at the click of a button for the angle podcast right here you can listen you can follow and please 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 subscribe now back to what we were discussing which is wrestlemania backlash a pay-per-view that ended 20 30 minutes ago and we're talking about everything right now this is the angle podcast full review and results show I am your host, Joey Carney, and thus far, we have talked about the opening match, which was the Raw Women's Championship match. Rhea Ripley defending her title successfully against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. We had uh, Damian Priest defeat The Miz in a Lumberjack match, which was actually not Lumberjacks, but they were lumber jo- zombies uh, in an attempt to promote Batista's new movie or new whatever it is, 
uh, Army of the Dead. We had the SmackDown Tag Team Championship on the line. We have the first ever father and son duo to ever hold those titles. Dominic and Rey Mysterio are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, defeating Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, better known as the Dirty Dogs. We just finished wrapping up about the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair getting a huge victory over Bayley, using her hair to kind of tie up Bayley's legs, getting a win. We don't know if there's going to be another match in this feud, but either way, we are all excited. I know I am excited for what's next to come with all the matches that we have talked about thus far. Now it's time to get into... The heat of things here, the main events of the night, the biggest and baddest matches of the entire evening, one of them being for the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley successfully defending his championship against Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. Now, it's not every pay-per-view that you can say, or at least I can say, that the uh, both world title matches, the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship matches, were banger classic matches, and not even that. Two of the best matches, two, yeah, two of the best matches of the entire pay-per-view. Um, and I'm just I'm happy to say that because it's been a long time since we've seen some really, really, really good matches from WWE. And this WWE title triple threat match, probably one of the best triple threat matches WWE's done in the last, I don't know, in a long, long time. Bobby Lashley defending successfully against Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. We saw Braun Strowman powerbomb uh Drew McIntyre through the announce table. We saw Drew McIntyre through Bobby Lashley through the uh, LED boards on the ramp and, and kind of the spark and explosion. Uh, no AEW reference there. Um, but it was a great match. We saw Braun Strowman literally get manhandled by Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. I mean, double suplex. Uh, just so many things happening in this match. It was great. Um, everything happened the way that I believe it should have. Braun Strowman eating the win, looking really, really strong this past Monday, so that kind of levels and balances him out uh, back to a top-level main eventer or uh, a, a high-level mid-carder, whichever you want to do with him. But I think what this, uh, what this sets up is hopefully the return of Brock Lesnar this summer for SummerSlam. I said that on the pre-show. I know a lot of people were saying that as well. It's inevitable that we get... Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley regardless if it's for the WWE Championship or not this match is going to happen eventually um, and if it is going to happen it needs to happen at the biggest part of the summer the pay-per-view that has literally made Brock Lesnar famous uh, it's where he won his first WWE Championship and it's where he became the undisputed champion uh, SummerSlam Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar I think that's the next no pun intended the next big thing for Bobby Lashley. Ultimately, this match, one of the best matches of the night, one of the best triple threat matches we've seen in a long, long time. Bobby Lashley being a strong WWE champion, something that we really, really need um, kind of leading out back to live uh, crowds, leaving behind the pandemic era. Now, the main event of the entire night, uh, a match that I said in the prediction show earlier today, that should be the main event. And it's the first time that Cesaro... Uh, I don't know if it's the first time, but Cesaro main eventing a pay-per-view, walking in to compete for a world championship. All is well in the world. This is where he should be. And from his performance tonight, I hope the doubters are all listening because uh, Cesaro uh, put on a banger of a match. It's not every day that you can have a technical masterpiece with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns' uh, style really changing since he returned as a heel kind of taking the road of a Brock Lesnar 
where he's uh, just a powerhouse and puts you to sleep. Um, and Cesaro pushed the limit tonight with, with Roman Reigns. I think he did an excellent job. For me, this was match of the entire night. Um, but it was kind of hard to pick a match of the entire night because all the matches were great. Uh, so this match for me, honestly, was match of the night. Uh, Roman Reigns is still your universal champion. And I said earlier on, on the prediction show that I'm completely okay with Cesaro losing tonight because I think if he was to win, it would hurt him because being pushed too fast makes the fans boo you. Uh, and over the last month, Cesaro went from nothing, n- not nothing, but like being not booked to having a match at WrestleMania, beating Seth Rollins twice, now in the main event of a pay-per-view with the chi- with championship on the line. Like it was just a very quick progression for Cesaro. Uh, and you know, rightfully so he's been under underrated and underutilized for so many years. Um, but I think if they were to like, like stretch this out maybe to another pay-per-view or even SummerSlam, like the slow burn build for Cesaro, it definitely would have worked. Um, because now that he lost to Roman Reigns, where does he go from here? I think we're going to continue the story with Seth Rollins because, uh, spoiler alert, if you didn't get to watch the pay-per-view after Roman Reigns defeated Cesaro, uh, Jey Uso came out, beat down Cesaro, and then out came Seth Rollins, who everybody thought was going to turn face and maybe help uh, Cesaro, but he ultimately beat down Cesaro after having a, fa- uh, a stare down with Roman Reigns. And I tweeted out earlier today, and I got literally, I got like verbally attacked by everybody <laughs> social media, and I said, uh, I basically said, Seth Rollins is going to organically turn face and face Roman Reigns at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. And let me elaborate on that if you're uh, if you're one of those people who are hating on me today for that tweet and are watching right now, which I doubt you are. But um, what I meant by that is that if you look back at Drew McIntyre's face turn, it was organic. He was not face uh, yet when he was getting cheered. Walking into rest, uh, walking into the Royal Rumble of 2020, he was not a face. He was a heel facing Rome, uh, Randy Orton early in January. Um, he started getting cheers and like organic cheers, and everybody wanted, myself included, wanted Drew McIntyre to win the Royal Rumble. At the Royal Rumble, it was the literally it was the the face turn um, that he needed, um, but it was organic up until that point. Uh, for Seth Rollins, he you know, was one of the best faces on Raw. You know, don't at me there, but his Intercontinental Championship reign, I think it was like 2018 or 19, was one of the best I think I've seen in a long, long time. Um, Now, his Universal Championship reign was another story, but his Intercontinental Championship reign was fantastic, um, and that was as a face. Uh, Now that Seth is a heel, and if you look at Seth's track record over the last year, he hasn't really performed at all. And then, yes, Becky Lynch's fiance had a baby in December, but that's not why he hasn't really wrestled. They, in, in my opinion, he hasn't performed because they want the fans to want to see him. Um, because anytime they do see Seth Rollins, he's putting on a classic match, whether it was on WrestleMania against Cesaro, which to me was the best match of the entire uh, weekend for WrestleMania. And then he's putting on another good match against Cesaro on SmackDown. 
and foreshadowing a, a, a match with Roman Reigns. Now, you can easily do a Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns match at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship, heel versus heel. But the problem with WWE today is that, and it happened to Ricochet, and, I, and I'm going to make a reference to Ricochet on the pre-show today where he lost to Sheamus. Um, Ricochet is someone who's been trying to get over for so long, trying to get back in, you know, in a groove of things. Uh, he's a he's a natural babyface, and that's the downfall to why his character is not working. He's a natural babyface, so he lost tonight, and then smiled about it, and had fun with Sheamus's hat and jacket after the match, and then ran away. That's why the character is not working. Um, there's blurred lines today between heels and babyfaces. So I think Seth being a face, technically being a face, but keeping somewhat of what he's doing now. I think would be the best way uh, to move him forward. And I think all these little, <coughs> excuse me, I think all these little hints that we're seeing, you know, the Usos costing uh, Seth Rollins the match against Cesaro on SmackDown, which was for tonight's opportunity. Uh, and then the run-in with Roman Reigns in the back. And then tonight, uh, while Cesaro's getting beaten down, we get Seth Rollins, it looks like he's going to make the save. Everyone thinks he's going to make the save. Has another stare down with Roman Reigns and then starts beating down Cesaro. There's foreshadowing there. There's, there's seeds being planted. And that's why I said earlier today, um, because I was actually preparing for what I wanted to say on the prediction show, talking about Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, talking about what I want to see for Money in the Bank. Um, apparently, there was a there was a thing on the bowling. There was some bowling tournament or something and on Fox, and they said something about uh, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns at, at SummerSlam, and then they like retracted the statement because they kind of leaked it or something like that. Somebody, I don't know, I got attacked with that today. Uh, I didn't even know that happened because I don't watch bowling. I don't know, I don't even know anybody who watches bowling. Um, I didn't, I didn't even know about that until after I was just preparing my thoughts for the prediction show because I wanted to talk about Money in the Bank and on SummerSlam, everything that's happening tonight going forward, where we can go, and that's why I said, uh, Plus, hello. It's it, it's been on it's been written on the wall for weeks now since that show that stare down with uh, Seth and Roman that that match is, is inevitable. It's gonna happen, um, regardless if it's at SummerSlam or not. It's gonna happen. Um, so I think that uh, SummerSlam is probably the best place for that match to happen. And if it's heel versus heel, or you know Roman Reigns versus a tweener of Seth Rollins, I think the fans. I know myself now. I want more Seth Rollins. I, I miss Seth Rollins. Um, he doesn't have to be a face or heel. I just miss the in-ring work because um, I think that's really what's missing in WWE right now. Um, so that's why I tweeted that out today, and the freaking tweet went like it went viral. Like I don't know, I don't even understand where that uh, where that came from. But regardless, um, tonight's pay per view was honestly one of the best of the pandemic era, if not the best of the pandemic era. Every match on this card was fantastic. Even the match that was uh, the zombie thing. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen uh, going forward. I'm excited uh, for what's to come. Maybe tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw we get some uh, things happen. I'm not really sure. But uh, let me go over the matches again tonight uh, and the results. Damian Priest in the Lumberjack match with the Zombies. Damian Priest got a win over The Miz. SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio got a huge win over Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, becoming the first ever father and son duo to hold 
Tag Team Gold in WWE. The Raw Women's Champion Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka and Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match. Uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair successfully defended against Bayley. The WWE Champion Bobby Lashley defeated Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman in a triple threat match. Uh, and in the main event of the show, Roman Reigns choked out Cesaro um, to retain the Universal Championship. And out came Seth Rollins to end the show, uh, foreshadowing the inevitable, which is Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins, hopefully for the Universal Championship. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this full review and results show I cannot wait to see what happens on Monday Night Raw tomorrow. I haven't said that in a long time, but from what we saw tonight, hopefully that momentum carries over to tomorrow and we can finally get some good stuff happening on Monday Night Raw. I said earlier today that it's not that Raw is a bad show. The, the writing is bad, and there are good things on the show, but when there's more bad than good, it ultimately be, it becomes labeled as bad. So uh, hopefully Raw can pick up some slack, follow what SmackDown is doing, and I think going forward, uh, maybe we can have some good stuff happen on Monday Night Raw. But I always love to uh, end these shows on a positive note. And that is, what a first off, what a great night for pro wrestling. What a pay-per-view, WrestleMania backlash. I knew some of the matches were going to be good, but the, mat, the, the pay-per-view after WrestleMania is always that one that's always like, ugh, no, on to the next. You know, it's always the rematches from WrestleMania, whatnot. All the the new champions retain, whatever. But if you look at the history of Backlash itself, I mean, this is where Jinder Mahal defeated Randy Orton to become the WWE champion. This is where AJ Styles defeated then known as Dean Ambrose to become the WWE champion. This is where we saw Randy Orton defeat Cactus Jack in 2004 in a hardcore match, ultimately sending him to the moon, not Cameron Grimes, but Randy Orton to the moon, to be in the world title picture. Backlash has always been a great pay-per-view. It has always done great, great uh, things for superstars. Bring some... Uh, this is this is even the pay-per-view that Goldberg uh, debuted in WWE and defeated The Rock, sending him to Hollywood. Backlash 2003. All good things have happened at Backlash. And despite last year being labeled as the greatest wrestle, wrestling match of all time with Randy Orton and Edge... I'm completely content with what we saw tonight, WrestleMania Backlash being one of, if not the best, wrestling pay-per-view of the entire pandemic era. I'm excited to what, for what's going to happen going forward. I know in July we're going to have some fans. Uh, we're going to have live shows again for WWE, so that's exciting news. And I always, like, I, like what I said, I always like to end this show on a positive note. What a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. Please like and subscribe down below almost to 500 subscribers and it doesn't happen without your help it doesn't happen with your without your support so please please like and subscribe and with that being said i will see you tomorrow night for monday night raw and hopefully we can have another good night of pro freaking wrestling ladies and gentlemen have a good night i'm signing off and we'll see you tomorrow for monday night raw